Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Uh, if you remember, that's when the Ark of the Lord returned back to Israel on a cart. Remember, they, they captured the Ark and it was plaguing them real bad. People were dying. Okay, well, let's set it on a cart and get it out of here. And you remember the cart with the ark came in to the city of Beth Shemesh. And the people there, they opened up the ark and they looked into it when they knew, they knew good and well that it was against God's law to do that. They violated the ark. That was the priest's job to handle the ark of the covenant. Not their job. And so because of their iniquity, because they did things their way, they faced the consequence of the deaths of over 50,000 people in Beth Shemesh. And remember, that scenario of all those people dying, their violation and the consequence that followed, the consequence caused them to ask a very, very big question. The question was, who is able to stand before this holy God. Who is able to stand before this holy Lord God? The consequences were designed to get the people to turn back to the holiness of God, to have reverence towards the Lord again. And so the story of the violation of the ark at Beth Shemesh should be an example for us to help us view Saul's violation of the sacrifice with the vision of godly holiness. That will help us understand the severity of what Saul did when we compare it with what happened in Beth Shemesh. And so now Saul's kingdom is not going to last forever. He said it would have lasted forever. Now it's not. What this means is your sons cannot pick up the throne after you and continue a dynasty. They cannot continue a reign, to reign on the throne. Saul's own sons were not going to be able to rule after him. And so how did God work things out to where none of Saul's sons could challenge David's reign? Later on, I'm going to throw you forward again. In 1 Samuel chapter 31, we're going to read that Samuel died in battle and all of his sons died with him. They're all gone all at once. That ended Saul's line, and it also removed anybody else that would try to claim the throne that would try to block David from ruling. God cut it off. God was going to bring in a king from the tribe of Judah, and from David's line, it would be prophesied that the Messiah would rule from the tribe of Judah. Saul was not from Judah. Saul was of the tribe of Benjamin. Saul's not the right guy. And he told Israel this before they wanted the king. He goes, I'm, he's like, I'm warning you, this ain't going to turn out good. And they're like, we don't care. We want this king anyway. God's like, okay, you watch what goes down. 
It's like I said, when your kids insist on doing something wrong and they just want to fight you tooth and nail, sometimes you're like, all right, find out. <laughs> that's what's happening with Israel. I'm sorry for any of you kids who's got parents in the room right now. I don't mean to make it edgy in here. Anyway, <laughs> but remember, the people of Israel, they wanted Saul because they had rejected God. The reason they wanted a king was because they said, God, no, we want somebody else. That's the problem here. Friends, things never work out good when you reject God. Things never work out good when you disobey God. It's good to do it His way instead of doing it your own way. So just look at chapter 31 if you want to, and you'll see how things turn out for Saul's sons. Now, this thing of it's my life, I can do what I want to. You hear people say that all the time. I've got the right to live my life any way I want to do. That's iniquity, but iniquity does not just hurt you. From seeing that we know that Saul's sons die, iniquity doesn't just hurt you. It hurts the people you love. Would you hurt people you love intentionally? Well, your reaction is no. But when you commit iniquity, it will hurt the people you care about. Saul never considered this, that his actions might cost his own children. Now, we should all consider our loved ones before we try to do things our own way. Now, in every chapter of the Bible, there's always good news. And that's where I'm going to now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> there's good news in the Bible. We saw that God offered Saul a continuing kingdom. And I saw some of y'all's head spin off when, Saul, when Samuel told Saul, your kingdom would have lasted forever because I, my head spun off too. When I first read that, I'm like, what? You would kingdom forever? Why? Why? Why Saul? Why have Saul rule forever? He didn't deserve it. That was my thought. Friends, that is exactly what grace is. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. And God loves to give grace. We are all sinners. But thankfully, the Lord has offered grace to all of us. All of us. Not some. All of us. John the Baptist said in John 1.29, He said, Behold, which means look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of who? The world. Are you part of the world? Then that means you have grace offered to you too. You have been offered to have your sins taken away and forgiven so you can be saved. The world. That's all of us. Now I know that you think there are those out there who don't deserve it. And quite frankly, you'd be correct because you don't deserve it yourself. Right. <laughs> and neither do I. I don't deserve it. But those that you think don't have grace offered to them, oh, it's offered all right. It is offered. The problem is so many people will not receive it. Why? Because they have no regard for the Lord's sacrifice. And they prove their disregard by how they do everything their own way. Matthew seven twenty-one. This is the verse that scared me before I was saved. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? 
And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice iniquity, lawlessness. That's the same thing. Iniquity, lawlessness. Iniquity and lawlessness are the same. Saul broke God's law. Lawlessness. By doing things his own way. Iniquity. He had no regard for the Lord's sacrifice because his heart was not after God's own heart. Saul never desired to do things God's way. He always wanted to do things his own way. For those of you who are hearing me, you like living your life on your own terms. You really need to listen to this part right here. Saul didn't want to do things God's way. He wanted his own. I'm the king. I'll do what I want to. If your desires don't match up with God's desires... If you don't care to pray, if you don't assemble with the body of believers, if you don't regard Jesus as Lord of your life, if you don't care about the things that God says He cares about in His Word, then you will adamantly refuse to do the Father's will. You'll waste all your time of your whole life pursuing your own endeavors, letting that eat up everything you've ever done, only to end up standing before the Lord to hear, Depart from me. I never knew you. Ray, that scares me. Yeah, it scared me too. And I'm glad it did. Because it scared me into getting saved. I hope it scares you too. This is called fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. Look at verse 22. I want you to see, does it say few or many are going to hear this? Who's going to hear this? Many. Many Many are going to hear depart. Many are going to hear this. I believe this tells us that the majority of those who think they are saved are not. Well, Ray, what if that's me? Well, good. I'm glad you you keep listening. I'm glad you're asking that question. This tells us that the majority of those who think they're saved are not. So how do you know that you're not going to be one of the many who will hear Jesus say, leave, get out, go away, I never hear you? How do you know you're not going to be one of the ones that has to hear that? You're maybe asking the question, How do I know this is not going to end up being me? I don't want this to happen to me. I hope this scares you enough to ask the same big question that the people of Beth Shemesh asked. Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? First of all, Jesus specifies which ones will not enter. He tells the ones that won't. So we need to determine, are you in that list of the ones that won't? He says, those who commit iniquity, lawlessness. The people who always said, no, we'll do it the way we want to do it. Those are the people that don't go in. Did you notice how these people here in Matthew 7 argued with Jesus? Did you see how they argued with him? We did this, and we did that. We did all this great stuff. Look at all the stuff we did. We cast out demons. We prophesied Jesus. We did that for you. We did it in your name. Look at what we... Jesus, look at the list of all the things we did. Look what I did. They're trying to argue with the Lord. But Jesus' response was, Yeah, but you didn't do what I told you to do. You did it your own way. The job of sacrifice is not your job. 
That's the job of the high priest. It is not your job to try to work your way into heaven like many are going to try to argue with Jesus about here. Look at all the things we did, Lord. We did all the stuff. You can't earn your way into heaven. It's not by your works. It's not by you doing things your way. The people here are people who should have waited and they didn't. They should have waited on the Lord, but instead they took over because they thought they knew how to do it themselves. This is exactly what Saul did. He wouldn't wait. He said, I, you know what? I got I to gotta do something. I'll, I'll do it myself. It's not your job. He got tired of waiting, and so he tried to do the work of the high priest. He tried to do the high priest's job the way he thought it should be done, and it cost him a forever kingdom by his actions and also by his argument. You, you saw how Saul argued with Samuel, didn't you? Hey, well, you were late. Well, I had Philistines over here. I had to do, just like the people in Matthew 7. Well, but don't you see what we had to do? They're trying to spiritualize it, make it sound right. That's what Saul did. He tried to make it sound right. The people are arguing with the Lord because they have no reverence for the sacrifice of the Lord. The people arguing with Jesus here in Matthew 7 prove by their actions as well as by the speaking of their argument they have no reverence for Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. We did it our way, Jesus. And it cost them the forever kingdom. Friends, grace is offered to you, but don't lose your shot at entering into the eternal kingdom by doing everything your own way. Hey, I'm a sinner. I never forget that. I always tell people about it. I have sinned as much as anybody, but I'm saved. I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have all sinned. We have all violated God's law. But, Psalm 24 and 3, I'm going to ask that question the people of Beth Shemesh asked. If you're asking, here's your answer. Who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Friends, just like Saul was faced with tense trouble. The Philistines were everywhere. All his own people were scattering off. It wasn't looking good. And he, he, kind, of, he kind of broke and, and, and jumped the gun. I know that you are faced with your own trials too. But whenever you lose your cool and you get impatient, that's when you try to take over for God through iniquity. And you resort to trying to fix your own problems like Saul did. And guess what? It never works. It never works. Saul did not wait. He did not trust. He did not trust that God's man would come. Friends, Jesus promised never to leave you or forsake you. Don't get impatient and fall into iniquity. Psalm 130 and 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in His Word, I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him is abundant redemption. I'm excited about that. Friends, wait on the Lord. Oh, I got all this stuff. I got all these trials. I, got, oh, I just got to do it my way. Wait on the Lord. 
Wait on Him. Stop doing it your way. Stop committing iniquity. And wait. Please understand, you are not qualified. You are not permitted. You are not able to perform the sacrifice work that takes away your sins. Only Jesus, the high priest, can do that. So don't get impatient. Don't do a foolish thing, as Samuel put it, like those who have no regard for God's sacrifice. Wait, wait, wait upon the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 31. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. (laughs) Guys, you ever try to run? You get tired. I get tired before I make it down to the road over here. But it says here, you shall run and run and run and you won't get tired when you do it God's way. How many of you have been trying to do it your way and you're worn out? Here's what you need to do. Run and not be weary. you got to wait on the Lord. But God's not fast enough. Kind of what Saul was thinking. Look what it cost him. Man, I'm in such a hurry. Why is this? Just wait. I don't have all the answers for you, but I do have the equation. Just wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Guys, I don't, I don't deserve this. I just don't. God's law says you sin, you die. But God's grace says you sinned, Jesus died. Get out from under the law and get under grace. Romans 6.14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. We've got to get out from under the law. Saul got hit with the law. You violated the law. Kingdom gone. Get out from under the law. Get under grace. You can have a forever kingdom. I want you to take comfort in Jesus. I want you to trust Him. Cast all your anxieties upon Him. He's got this. Well, I don't feel like He does. That's because you're operating in iniquity. He's got this. Don't make the same mistakes that Saul did and lose your cool. Remember what Samuel told Saul in chapter 10? He told him, he said, wait on me, I will come. Wait on me, I will come. John 14, 3. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Guys, don't doubt Don't start to doubt like Saul did. Jesus said, I will come. I will come. And it's not just in the great return we're waiting for. Even in your trials now, if you'll hand it over to Him, He's got it. He'll come. He'll take care of it. So believe that He will and wait, 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 wait. I I stress that because I'm the world's worst. (laughs) Wait upon the Lord.
I know you've got enemies encamped all around you, but don't get impatient. Prove by your actions and your speech that you trust His promise, that your heart is the same kind, the same kind after God's own heart. I agree with you, Lord. You said you'll come. I believe that. I will look for that. I will throw myself that way. Have a heart after God's own heart. But Ray, my life has been nothing but trouble. And I don't want Jesus to tell me to depart. But since I've never been able to change my own life, then how can I change my heart into the kind of heart that He wants? Friends, that's just it. You can't. You can't change your heart. That's the job of the high priest. That's the job of Jesus Christ. You are not qualified. You are not permitted. That is His job to change. Psalm 51.10 Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. It's not your job to change that. It's His. He creates the new heart, not you. All you got to do is ask. Can't be that simple, Ray. (laughs) It is. The hard part is repenting. But in getting the grace of Christ, you just got to ask for it, guys. All you have to do is ask. But after you ask, and you're given that new heart, then all you got to do from there is wait, is wait, and He will come, and He will show you what to do. Just like Samuel said, to Saul. Trust in Jesus. That's the good news. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can't save ourselves, and so we ask Him to do it for us and believe in that. That's the gospel. You are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Let's pray. Father, forgive me for all the times I tried to do it my way. And just mess things up further and further. Lord God, help your people, those that may be hearing me, wherever they're at, that they realize perhaps the reason the life they live is so troubled is because they keep doing things their own way. Teach them, Lord God, to surrender, to give it up to you, to let you be Lord. That means you're now taking over, you're the boss, and Lord, teach them how to get their hands off and fix it for them. Bring in their new heart so they will have a new understanding. They can make better decisions. But Lord, we have to understand as long as we try to keep doing things our way, that is iniquity. It's always going to cost us and it's always going to hurt us and those we love. Father, I pray you're showing people right now to just wait, to not get so impatient, to do the things you tell us to do and not do the things that's not for us to do. One thing we cannot do is save ourselves, Lord God. So, Lord Jesus, save your people. Friend, if you're hearing me now and you want to give your life to Christ, follow me. Lord God, I sinned. I totally messed up and I'm sorry. Create in me that new heart. I want to run and not get tired. I, Lord, I'm out of steam. I can't do this any longer. I'm just done. So I need you to take it. Take over change my life and thank you for offering the eternal kingdom that is offered to the sinner who surely does not deserve it. I accept your free gift and I thank you for it 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.